0: guys um welcome to the first episode of hot shots so here with me today we have nathaniel pollard and nick rhodes you guys want to introduce yourselves
1: (laughs) hey what's up what's up (laughs) How's it going? Honored to be here. Yes. Honestly, to start the first ever hot show, wow, what an honor. <laughs> Who would thought? <laughs> hey, I, mean, I, don't think, I don't think I've ever actually podcasted before or done anything where I speak for right? a long period of time without saying something really stupid and embarrassing, so let's hope, you know?
0: Yeah, I'll cross my fingers. I don't
1: do that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um yeah, I mean what an honor for you guys to start off my podcast. Um you also created my intro, which I'm very thankful for.
1: Damn right we did. Well I did. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm sure Thank Nick you. had some I'm creative input.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Killing it.
0: Uh, do you, yeah, you guys
1: welcome, Nick. no <laughs>
0: Do you guys want to give a little introduction into who you are and what you do?
1: Yeah, sure. Nick, take it away. Go first. Who I am. Yeah. Um, I'm basically a musician, a freelance musician and uh, a teacher as well, uh, privately at a local studio near my place. Um, yeah, it pretty much sums me up, really. I'm just a guitarist and uh, just very... Um, very excited about music all the time, and just really striving to learn more about music, get better at the instrument, get better at playing with uh, you know other people, listening, getting better to listening to other people and how we play, and just generally trying to improve myself as a musician and a human.
0: Beautiful. Wow, that's beautiful.
1: There it is. Shame, <laughs> <laughs> um, man. I am also a freelance musician. I, um, I'm a teacher. Um, I'm also a huge substitute teacher more than I am a regular teacher. Um, I enjoy playing the piano. That's my thing, always has been. Um, I play some other instruments, but like they're whatever, they're not as cool as the piano. Let's be honest. Um, I am a professional roaster. Um, When it comes down to it, I will talk the most shit about you, your mama, or anyone. So, that's me.
0: Oh, I know that's you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That was pretty accurate. Yeah. I can vouch for that.
1: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. you go. What an introduction. (laughs)
0: Um, do you guys want to talk about where you went to school and like where you studied to become musicians and music teachers?
1: Do we want to talk about
0: that? I mean no. if you do, i, I do completely. you really. Well I, I
1: want to talk about Mohawk.
0: You're but, really interrupting the structure of my podcast here. It's uh <laughs> it's very elaborate. I, I, have studied my, the,
1: I studied at the top of the
0: hill for ten years. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to go through my who, what, where, when and why is, Natty. Alright, I'd appreciate if you played along. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I will I will play
0: along. Okay, thank you. So, well, Maddie, do you want to go first, buddy?
1: Yeah, yeah, we can talk about Mohawk. I'd love to talk about yeah, Mohawk. Okay. Um, what, what?
0: Thank you, Nick.
1: Like school in general. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was introduced to the program by um, uh, teachers in my high school, who mm-hmm. told me that it was a good place to go to if I wanted to go to Berkeley. So right. that was like my main interest in actually attending Mohawk. Mm-hmm. Was because they were a feeder school to Berkeley College, where I would then go and only do two years and get a bachelor's. Right. So that's, that's kind of my main purpose of going to well going to Mohawk. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, uh, a good time. Um, I met a lot of great musicians. Um, uh, I became a great musician.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And. Mix. Yep. Yeah, yeah, well that, that's great, honestly. That that sense of program like that they have where you can study at Mohawk and then get like a better better deal somewhere else is sort of like their vibe, right? That's kind of the spiel, you know. Exactly. Oh, so, for sure. It, that, that's great. But I thought, yeah, I, I guess about my musical education too. Like, how, how I was into it, I, I think Sarah asked that, too, even, like, just, like, education-wise, maybe before school, even when I thought I just had... I was lucky enough that my dad was a guitar player and teacher. So um, he had students in the house all the time, so he would teach these students, and eventually, when I got older, I met um, my first teacher... I studied with him for about a year after high school, just learning about jazz and education and stuff. He was like very big jazz head, right? Mm-hmm. So very into it, and taught me a lot. And uh, you know, I, I decided to audition for Mohawk for the reason that it was very close to my house, and it wouldn't have to that I wouldn't have to pay to live at a residence, which I wasn't really keen on doing. Right? I just didn't think that kind of that kind of financial investment would be, because you're not coming out of it with like a trade, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not like you're going to get everything that you put back into it right away. So I I decided to go to Mohawk. I auditioned. I got so lucky to study with the, um, you know, the best players in the years and uh, also with, you know, the teachers who kind of understood my path and where I wanted to go and they actually were very enjoyable. I met some of the best friends I know now and, you know, just, great yeah 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 this is true yeah we have very good wonderful faculty at mohawk mm-hmm. some really really understanding teachers that yeah. you know you tell them what you want and they're definitely going to go out of their way to help you achieve some of those things mm-hmm. and then also give you the space to you know um you know create your own path and achieve those goals on your own so,
0: yeah yeah I mean, yeah I, yeah, I, you know, I've heard a billion things about the the professors in your program. I mean, star-studded, really. Um, just some great, great uh, musicians in there.
1: Yeah, they all yeah.
0: mm-hmm. uh, so, uh, when did you guys graduate, and um, when did you start, um, really teaching music?
1: For sure. Um Wow. When did we graduate? I think it was like 2005 or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 19. <laughs> <laughs> well, we
2: graduated,
1: I think, two years ago or a year ago. Mm-hmm. So, no, oh, 28. Oh, yeah, maybe. I think it was only 2019. It was just a year ago. Yeah. We graduated. Yeah, yeah we graduated yeah. a year ago. Um, I've been teaching since I got my grade eight in piano. So, that was back in high school wow. grade 10. Yeah. I went grade 10. I had my grade 10 piano and that's when I felt confident to teach. So I started teaching around that age at mm-hmm. a rate that is, like
0: maybe 15, 16. That's nuts. You're literally a baby then.
1: <laughs> yeah. Literally. Yeah. How about you next? Um, well, I actually started playing drums when I was in sixth grade. So I, sure. I didn't teach guitar until I actually got into Mohawk and maybe started and But yeah, I was teaching ever since I was probably like for drums. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied with a really um, great drummer in the scene. Uh, he used to play with actually Bob Shields' quartet, uh, trio a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't know how heavy it was at the time, so we were learning a bunch of drums anyways. Uh, so I would, I would teach drums to like local friends, usually some of the kids that my dad was teaching guitar. I would teach them drums, right, because my dad doesn't play drums, but I did. Right. And I did that all the way until maybe until high school, but I didn't play much in high school, which is so yeah, probably about then. And then in, in terms of guitar teaching, I, that's more of a current thing or, you know, two or three years ago, mm-hmm. the current mm-hmm. timeline.
0: Cool. That's sick. Um, why did you guys get into teaching, and is that something that you want to pursue for a long
1: time? i you this on the it's funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Why did Why did I get into teaching? Mm-hmm. It's actually It's actually kind of funny. Mm-hmm. Um, just one of my One of my friends said, "Look, there's like a, a substitute job opening up this place near your house." Um, so I subbed in to the place that I work at now, mm-hmm. and they liked me, so they hired me on. Yeah, and yeah, that's how I started teaching. And I still teach there now. And it's, uh, teaching is enjoyable mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. I, I think I think the one thing I struggle with sometimes is a younger demographic of students. I, I generally generally have to more success with teaching older students. Right. Uh, so because, I, I don't know, it's just maybe just how, how I'm kind of wired, you know, to, to speak and be a bit quicker on how I talk and not be so hands-on. Um, that's kind of where I see myself teaching in the future. I, I love the teach. I think it's the, it's a really great way of not only reiterating what you already know, so like, basically the best practice because you're going to be teaching things that you already know so you have to kind of, it's like always practicing in a way. Mm-hmm. But I also want to be at a level where I'm teaching maybe in a more institutionalized center like a college somewhere or a high school somewhere where the students are playing more, you know, I wouldn't say advanced music, but more like jazz or improvised music. I think that's what I would love to teach, and would be, uh,
0: I'd be very happy to do that. Right,
1: right. How about, you? How about me? Um, uh, well, I was teaching for so long that last year I decided to stop teaching because I was just like, I think I've done too much of it, and I could feel myself like, you know, being super tired repeating um, yeah. the same stuff to the to the kids over and over and just going through the same books yeah. and the same songs so i was just like all right i think i'm done mm-hmm. and it was my third year at mohawk too so i was just like i'm just going to focus on school and playing with you know other musicians and trying to get more gigs and promoting myself as a um actual musician right So That's important um, yeah yeah, so those super, were super good for me because I took a nice year break and then mm-hmm. um, I came back at it uh, mainly because I didn't really have an option. Yeah, I was just like, I that's a nice yeah. thing too. It's it's a nice job, right? In a, in a field that you're actually qualified for.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, instead of uh, instead of being a, uh, being a musician, that you know, doing a job that isn't music, it's, it's actually kind of cool that you can mm-hmm. always be around music yeah exactly.
0: yeah instead yeah. of working at like a mcdonald's for some money you're you know you're, you're doing music at least
1: yeah sure. yeah and you are all the time right you're always listening songs yeah you're always talking about music the kids look up to you for the most part mm-hmm. they, they, you know, so you have someone who they can learn learn from but yeah the repetition is kind of a big thing i i think if you we were repeating stuff at you know at a, a different level like say just learning songs, the real book or stuff, and you know, repeating this. It's maybe not as mundane as a C major scale, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But the problem is that like everybody's around the same age that's learning music, so you're all doing the same books and they all want to learn the same pop songs off the radio mm-hmm. So get through yeah. So you really do enjoy the older students who do want to be there, right? And they really do make a difference in your day. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I have have heard that of being a bit of a complaint from a lot of the music teachers that I know is that when they're teaching Mm -hmm. a lot younger students most of the time those students don't actually want to be there they're kind of pushed into it by their parents so they don't you know take away a lot from the lessons or do their homework or anything like that have you guys experienced that and do you want to elaborate a little bit on that
1: yeah for sure yeah 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 no it's true parents parents put their kids into music because um somebody lied to them and told them that their child was, um, you know, has an ear for music and they <laughs> have <piano Right>. <laughs> um, Or their uncle plays. <laughs> no. Or their uncle plays and put a guitar in their hand and told them, oh, wow, your kid can play a G chord. They're, no. Mm-hmm. No. It's a lie. You need to send your kid to soccer.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> the thing is, the thing is with kids is that they're so, um, they're so overwhelmed with stuff. Like, my most of my kids is like, Oh, well, I just came from soccer, and I just yeah. came from school, and then I just came from, like, tightrope walking and gymnastics, mm-hmm. and then by the time 9, 9 p.m. comes, like, I'd be ready for bed, and they're just, like, they're gone, they're gassed, you know, their day is out from, like, 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. of just nothing but information, nothing but activity. Wow. It's yeah, it, They don't have time to practice. It's like a waste of your time. Yeah, you don't have have time to be. You a kid's piano just for them to come back the next week and, like, progress extremely slowly. It's not like when you go and teach your kid how to play basketball. I mean, that's that's, that's pretty darn easy. Mm I mean, teaching your child an instrument is like teaching them another language.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. It's quite challenging, especially when they're first starting off and when they don't have the mental capability to understand, you know, a lot of things that are in the book or what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Maddie, that's interesting you say that. So, what makes a kid have that language at a young age? Is it merely repetition, or is it just like can they can they just hear it? I don't, like, have you ever had an experience with a kid that actually can? Yeah, I mean, of course, not, not prodigious, but maybe like you know, talented. There are tons of kids that just like don't have any musicians in their families, but they're just like ridiculously good at the piano. I have mm-hmm. one student. Um, her name's Tegan. I call her Nanny Gram. Um, all of her sisters play piano she's the best one out of all of them she's also the youngest one all she does is play soccer and hockey because that's what the family's into she doesn't practice throughout the week but you put any song in front of her from the book that we're going through and she can play wow that's Wow, right so I mean like stuff like stuff like that happens occasionally you have
2: like a student like that like they don't practice and it's just like can you imagine if you did practice Mm -hmm.
1: yeah I have kids that. I but like they're, they're Parents are so into this idea that, you know, sports is just, you know, where it's at and that's where their main focus is. Or, mm-hmm. you know, the parents don't tell their kids to practice. We don't want to pressure them into practicing. Right. Are you crazy? My uh, mom had a best belt gosh. waiting for me. You know, I took my hat off the piano bench. I was getting whipped. Actually, you probably should have put that on the record. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, You're, 25. 25. You're 24. You're black. totally normal. <laughs> Uh, no, but like I have kids that are naturally talented too, but yeah. like, it, I think that it's like a North, I don't know if it's like a North American culture where the sports is like football and, you know, hockey, especially in Canada, like everyone wants to play hockey because it's the most, it's, I think maybe the, the easiest sport to become pro, not like easy that, but you can, you know, it's not like being a soccer player where it's such a European sport, right? That it's hard to get, you know, into the European team, but hockey, you know, Canadians have a big chance of getting into the league if they're good enough. So I think a lot of kids like gravitate towards sports in this country more than maybe the instruments. Right. I think and a lot of, of kids are going to graduate, uh, not graduate, gravitate towards sports because it's fun. That's about it. It's just fun.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's true. It's, it's, it's just a great way to it. like turn on YouTube and like yeah. run in circles and stuff, right? You're doing it at recess. You go home. You're at the playground. You're on the playground to play um, tag and stuff, and then you're playing soccer with your buddies, and then you're playing basketball. I mean, and then with your friends, so it's obviously going to be fun. You don't play piano with friends until you get to college, and then they're you know they're your colleagues, and then you're playing with
0: them. Mm-hmm. So that's it's so hard to I hear it because they, it's like when do they have time to be kids? You know,
1: that's a big thing. That's a big I don't care thing. about that. When do they have time to practice? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean. I mean, yeah, I I, it, 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 I I don't know. Maybe it's just being a, being a teacher, right? That mm-hmm. you like, you should practice. But that, that's a good question. When do we have time to be kids? I think we have a lot of time to be kids. Um, especially mm-hmm. in school. I mean, we have hours and hours and hours to be kids, you know? Yeah. They're capable, and they're so quick to be, like, kids can catch on so quickly if they dedicate the time. Mm-hmm. It would be really scary what they can mm-hmm. play on their instruments. Yeah.
0: yeah it yeah. would be
1: very scary.
0: Yeah. What like, I mean they, is,
1: I that, man, I taught that my students about like their schoolwork and stuff, mm. and like some of them are like in the three grade threes, grade fours, and grade fives, and like I don't know what their math is. <laughs> like, they tell me about a test, and it's like, oh my gosh, I have no clue what that even is. Uh. So, like, they're smart.
0: Oh yeah. Smart. Oh yeah. You you lose uh, all yeah. of that by the time that you're like twenty. You lose like half of the shit that you learned when you were a kid. It's insane.
1: Totally. I mean, yeah. like, their schooling is also drilling it into them mm-hmm. every day. Well, yeah, yeah. You know, and
0: then it, when that stops, not just you lose it. Math one day of the
1: week. Yeah. It's math every single day of the week. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Music is like for 30 minutes. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, for the majority of people, I'd say it's deemed as a non essential, right?
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's so weird because, like, everything. Everything you, you listen to in terms of the media has music in it, like every commercial or every like everything. Everything in terms of entertainment has music. So it's actually it's really essential, but I guess like uh, you're very mm-hmm. right, it is by a lot of parents like as an unessential thing, right? But it's in everything, really. Yeah. Yeah. Strangely yeah. enough.
0: It's also just a great tool in order to um, to help stimulate their mind and to help them uh, take in other information better. It's such a, I mean, music, learning music and playing an instrument is such an important tool for a kid to have.
1: Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Way more important than majority of the other stuff
0: that
1: they're teaching. Mm. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. now, that might be useful. I don't know.
0: I mean, ultimately, it just depends on, I guess, what you're getting into. But, you know, learning an instrument as a hobby and practicing music is is amazing for, you know, for a developing mind.
1: It is. It is. Yeah. But I mean, like, we still need our blue-collar people.
0: hmm. So. Oh, we do. Oh, of I course. Mean, we need everything.
1: You know, with musicians, we are, you know, top-of-the-line white-collar like, mm-hmm. stuff,
0: so. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> top-of-the-line entertainers. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, we are. So, uh, <laughs> um, so what's, uh, teaching been like during the pandemic? Um, how have your different areas of teaching, how have they changed? What sort of, um, safety precautions have you guys had to deal with? Um, what do you want to give like sort of a before versus now and sort of compare?
1: Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The answer is just yes. Mm-hmm all of that. Oh, I hate room lessons. They're also kind of cool, which I don't mind, but like, I also hate them at the same time mm-hmm. because you can have really good room lessons and you can have really, really, really bad room lessons. Yeah. Um, I mean, teaching in my studio is fantastic. Cubicle-wise, right? I have tons of space in my, my co-environment, mm-hmm. right, where I can, you know, sit quite the distance from my child. And then, um, you know, point to the certain key that they have to play or, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, I mean, I feel safe. But it's a lot more different than how it was before because I'm a very hands-on teacher. I'm like, I'm up in your grill yeah. and I'm making jokes. Yeah. And, you know, um, sometimes I'm, like, yelling and stuff. And you can't do that because you know, yelling is, like, spewing spit everywhere. hmm <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like, some of, my, some of my students, you know, we used to, um, actually, I probably shouldn't tell us, but we used, to fight, we used to fight in my class. Like, they would, they would punch me and stuff, and mm-hmm. hit me, or we would high-five. Right. I can't high-five my kids anymore. I can't share a pencil with my kids. Jeez. I can't write in their notebooks. Yeah. I have to write in my own notebook and get the email to them, to their parents. It's ridiculous. Dude, I just, put, I just put them on the whiteboard and make them copy it. I mean, it's that, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, a, it's actually work. But yeah, I get that. And I, I get that. But, I mean, do I trust an eight-year-old's handwriting and them copying it down properly? No. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, I, but I mean, like, I'm still making it through. It's just a little bit of an adjustment. No, it hasn't been so bad. The first month was kind of painful because I was so used to, like, getting up and walking around and, you know, Mm -hmm. tapping their shoulder or, like, pointing at the book or, Mm -hmm. you know, playing on the piano before they come in. It's like, now I don't even get to touch the piano before they come in. Or I don't get to play the song so that they can hear it. It's like, good luck, you're on your own. Yeah. But apart from that, I love teaching, having a great time. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, are you working still, like, in studio but distance, or are you working from home, or, like, what's that sort of situation with you, Natty? I think
1: we're both in the studio right now. Yeah, 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 we're we're both both in the studio studio until things shut down in our area, and then we're at home, and then we're going to be on Zoom. Mm And that is the
0: rule right now. So, because I I know that that it's... It's been different Good. for every studio, I know that. Um, but you guys are currently in studio with the kids, but with masks and, like, socially distanced? Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: yeah. 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 Because our studio does have cubicles that are big enough, plus mm-hmm. we also have um, plastic screens that we have up between us and the students. Right. Yeah.
0: Cool. Yeah, I know that. Um, at one point, some people were working from home. Some people were working in the studio, but through Skype. I know there's a bunch of different things going on. And uh, yeah, Nick, what was it like for you over there?
1: Yeah, where I am. Um. Well, actually, my work. Like in March, we shut down. Mm-hmm. So, we we shut down for four months, and we reopened in mid-August. Okay. So I had a period of lockdown where, I basically was playing guitar all the time, right? So that was, that's what happened. And then I got kind of in this world of, like, studying and learning music. And then I got back to work, and we started online through Zoom. And uh, I actually really enjoyed doing the online lessons. I had my phone on the Zoom, and I plugged in my phone into my TV, and they were on the TV screen. Mm-hmm. So the student was be nice and, like, you know, big on the screen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was very really easy to teach guitar be- on on Zoom because I could just stick the guitar into the camera and, like, show them the fingering. Yeah. Where you can't go too close in person. And uh, I, I think I just got lucky that all oh, my students' latency and connection was good. Right. You know, I didn't have someone who had, like, really bad connection, mm-hmm. which made it be awesome to teach online. <laughs> so yeah. You can those, those red latency bars, you're done for. hmm And it's just just impossible to teach. So, but yeah, now I'm back in the studio teaching three days a week. Mm -hmm. I enjoy it very much. You know, everyone, I think, I think the ones who wanted to come back to lesson, like came and the students I have, you know, so I just have people who are excited about music or a few beginners, but mostly just like these students who I've known for a year and a half now and like really... Having like a good connection with them musically, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's been good. It's been good. There's not there's not many challenges I'm facing good. other than having to wear a mask, and it's kind of itchy after a while.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Literally, yeah. the best part about Zoom is that if your child um, decides to do like a uh, a no show or like no no, they schedule a cancellation, mm-hmm. right? Because they're sick or they're not feeling well or whatever reason, you get to Zoom. All of them now. There's no excuse why they can't show up the piano lesson.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is fantastic. Which means that I also still get paid. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never understood that man. That, that you know, a student doesn't come, you gotta do something.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You get paid. Like no man, I, I showed up to my lesson, they didn't.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
1: I'm just gonna practice for half an hour and wait for the next one and that's
0: it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You showed up, you know, so, you should be paid.
1: That's a big thing with a lot of
0: yeah. a lot of people. Um, so for anyone who's not familiar with, um, the sort of like day-to-day goings of a music teacher, do you want to like explain what you do, um, to somebody who doesn't know that, like sort of, uh, what you teach the kids, the planning that goes behind that, um, all that sort of stuff, because I know it's, it's a bigger job than some people might think.
1: Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's a, it's a very interesting job, <laughs> at least from my perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really, like, in terms of planning, I don't have a plan. Yeah. I like to I like to assess the situation, right, and see. I know what needs to be, to be done, but I don't like to have a plan. I mm-hmm. like to kind of, okay, let's see what you you have together this week, and, oh, maybe maybe an idea comes to my head of something that'll sound great, mm-hmm. and we, we work on that. Yeah. Or he comes to me with a song. I like the student to be proactive. I don't like to force stuff on people. Like, if, you should come to me if you're a, you know, obviously if you're not a beginner, but... Um, if you know, if you've been studying with me for a year, you should come to me and be like, "Hey, Nick, I want to learn this because I've been checking it out um, into this song." And mm-hmm. we learn it right. There's some, there's a sense of you know optimism about them and that they really want to learn. But I think like a lot of my lessons, sometimes I have to balance being sort of like a therapist as well. They, yeah. People see me as a music teacher. They see us as a teacher, but like a talkable teacher,
2: mm-hmm.
1: sort of like a, a figure, like a older, sort of like big brother figure. Mm-hmm. I'll, at least a lot of my students treat me as if like they talk to me a lot about all their issues at school, or, you know how their day's going. Yeah. So well, I think you're I think you're balancing actually being a teacher and also kind of like a child, teen therapist in a way, or just
0: yeah, like or like a friend, being,
1: being somebody that, who can understand like cause a lot of kids can't talk to their parents the way they talk to us, right? Yeah. Cause it's just it's a different. They just see their parents listening that they see us so mm-hmm. yeah that's kind of the life you just teach guitar or music and you kind of also be a figure to these kids
0: yeah I mean that's kinda, and, yeah, it's kind of yeah it's hard to balance those um like those boundaries there
1: those what sorry
0: like those boundaries of being like an authority yeah. figure but also sort of being seen as a friend it's you know I can't imagine navigating that would be uh, too easy
1: um it's, it's not that bad it's not that bad Mm -hmm. like uh, i guess it's more of
0: a case-by-case basis but
1: yeah yeah for Mm -hmm. i I can't speak for everybody but for my for my case it's a a good balance like i like to talk so it's not a big deal
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but Mm -hmm. also getting them to do work too yeah but it's a it's a very good balance Mm
0: -hmm. uh so for you nick how would you describe what you do
1: describe what i do
0: okay yeah or yeah um, um how would you describe your job how would you describe the sort of um like the planning for it the you know for someone who's never taken a music lesson oh. and it's not very
1: familiar oh yeah okay oh. again it's, it's a lot to do with the size of the guitar i have this issue yeah. with uh with, with a kid who's very small and then his guitar is like when he's, well, he's gonna be like 13 or 14 in That's terms 13. Of height. Yeah. and and then I, then I have to make the awkward conversation to their parents in front of sometimes people who, you know, don't understand what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, it's a business as all. But I'm not about business. I'm about, you know, actually seeing progress. So right. I'm very honest as a teacher. So, if you know, one big thing is guitar and if it's too big for the kids. mm mm-hmm. That's just a, he's not going to be able, he or she's not going to be able to to learn. So I have to assess first if their instrument is playable. Uh (laughs) There's not going to be a physical struggle for them to to or a chord. And then for a beginner, I have a few exercises that I I like to give to them, just basic stretching for their fingers and and whatnot. I usually play something for them, sort of introduce myself as a musician to them. Mm -hmm. So if it's a new student, I like to just play them a piece and, you know, I just like to do that. It's just kind of like, here I am, here's what I do, I play music, and then we kind of go from there. Um, Right. And then obviously there's books and stuff, too. I don't like to go too deep into books for the whole lesson. I like to balance book stuff and, like, practical music stuff and, like, cold fun stuff, right? Okay. The book book and their melodies can be kind of very, very uh, boring to read and to play. Yeah. Although they're important. So, yeah, I'm kind of just, uh, I kind of improvise. I don't really have a plan ever, but I teach. It's kind of, I kind of just go off the cuff mm-hmm. for the most part.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, sweet. Um, what, uh, what would you guys say is your favorite part of teaching?
1: When the student leave. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you no, know, well, um, my favorite part about teaching, um, I think when the, uh, when the when the student walks in with the confidence, that right. you know, they've prepared and they've practiced their piece, yeah. you can tell because they're so happy to actually show it to you. Nah. And they don't know how happy it makes you as a teacher mm-hmm. because for the entire past five hours, you've just, you know, had a bunch of students who didn't practice and they walk in and... They're ready to show you "Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star," or you know, like "Blue River," yeah, or any or, or the pop song that really got them motivated, yeah. So you know, they get to sit down. They play me some uh, Ariana Grande, and it sounds all right. But I'm happy because they practiced. And yeah. All that matters. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, that's that's my favorite part of the day, and then you know, dinner
0: yeah, yeah Dennis pretty good oh <laughs> uh, god uh nick what's your favorite part of teaching the breaks the breaks
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those are
0: probably good yeah no, no no no
1: the breaks no i'm just kidding <laughs> uh my favorite part is i think daddy nailed it yeah, exactly. That's, the, it. That, that's yeah. everybody's favorite part. Yeah, yeah there's, there's no other better part than when your child walks in. Just, or all the, the student listens to John Coltrane, but I've never had that happen yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. When the student brings in like hip music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I actually true. do have a student that brings in hip music. Yeah, and, and he's like get older, like a teenager, and he plays bass, and I'm just listening all these oh. riffs, and they're hip. <laughs> yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. Cool. One well, my yeah, that, that's, that's another team. thing 13 year old girl. I told her I'm like I told her I'm in an R and B band and that's my music and I jive with that kind of stuff. And I showed <laughs> her some artists that I listened to. She went, she listened to all of them. She created her own Spotify playlist, right? And mm-hmm. then she came back and she was like, Yo, you gotta check this out. I've been listening to D'Angelo and I was like, Oh my god That's I've been so cute." I just had to. I didn't her, you know, I didn't give her like that. That so far, I gave her that kind of like poppy sounding stuff. You know, something that she could enjoy a little bit. Oh, you know, she's still thirteen. My girl was on Brown Sugar. You straight up vibing. That's great.
0: That's awesome when you can influence them like that and like get them onto new stuff. Yep, that's so sick. Um, what's your least favorite part of teaching?
1: Um, okay. I would say students who don't practice and parents who think their students are prodigies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that was kind of blunt. Let me uh, not elaborate. That was fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just, just yeah, students who don't practice and parents who don't understand that we're not the you know the issue is the student and not the the teacher. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I I I despise it when it, you know. Teacher, sorry, when parents expect you as a teacher to be able to, you know, reshape their child and do something
2: mm-hmm. with
1: them because, mm-hmm. you know, they found a certain way. It's like, no, no that's not my job. Yeah, now My job is to teach a child and that's well, after, after my 30 minutes, I can't be coming home with you mm-hmm. and, you know, making sure your child practices and showing them how it's been done, you know? Yeah. So my job is limited at that point. That's a real pet peeve. And then um, I hate, like, having to, like, leave the studio on a permanent basis. Like, when I took that year off, right? I knew that I, w- I was giving up all my students yeah. that I had been working on with for, like, almost three years.
0: So yeah. It was a uh, uh, heartbreaking Heartbreak? uh, it, was, it was sad. It was pretty sad. Yeah.
1: Um, so you can't take it that. private because that's totally illegal. You can't take it private, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like some of them are actually like, yo, I'd love to take you private, but I can't. I, I would take you private in an instant, you know, just yeah. like, yeah. for sure. But I mean, you're giving up a lot of your students and they're going to teachers and not all the teachers in their studio are qualified. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dude, that is so I mean, majority of the time, they're not. So. Mm-hmm. You never know, like what your what your students getting themselves into afterwards. You can only hope that, yeah, you know that you've trained them well enough that they can continue playing piano very well and mm-hmm. you know not start playing piano notes as you know shaped. Yeah, yeah. While playing their new teacher.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, Nick. Do you agree with that? Your uh, your least favorite part of teaching? I agree. I, yeah.
1: I I agree. My worst my worst part of teaching. Yeah. That, yeah, um, yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, that, mm-hmm. that makes perfect sense.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I don't really, have, yeah, I don't really have much to add. That, that's pretty much nailing it on the head.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But maybe mm-hmm. the one negative, you know, yeah, a yeah. good food yeah. not sure.
0: So for anyone who's not uh, familiar with that rule, when you're a music teacher and you decide to leave a studio and you were not to take and you're not allowed to take your um, your students with you, you're not allowed to teach them privately. Uh, Do you guys want to speak a little bit about that and um, maybe what your thoughts are on that rule generally?
1: Yeah, it's fine. It's in the contract before Mm -hmm. you sign up at the beginning of the term. Yeah. And it makes sense, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, it's not fair to the studio because they've worked hard to um, get those students. Mm-hmm. That's what—that's the benefit of working at a studio is. Yeah, I don't have to go out and look for students. I yeah. don't have to put ads out. I don't have to go door to door handing out hand pamphlets. I don't have to advertise in my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. I don't have to wait for the you know the spread of word. Yeah, I just I show up. I you know bring my resume. I get the job. I sit down and they book me from three thirty to nine o'clock, mm-hmm. and then I get paid. Mm-hmm. So. There's something very routine about it too, you know, not having to be like, you know, having a routine of like, okay, I'm going to work to teach. Right. It's it's kind of, uh, it's kind of, I I like it. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. The studio works very hard to get students and, you know, I think the goal would be if you want to teach privately in the future is you need to actually build uh, a presence maybe as a player and a social media presence and then you can justify, you know, having your own students and then, but... Until so until you have a platform where you can get your own, you should expect that all those students won't have the same experience with another teacher at that studio. So, sure. I mean, build your own network. Mm-hmm. Yeah, think about that. Mm-hmm. Don't don't you know, you know yeah don't be jiving off at anybody else's hard work. <laughs>
0: exactly. So, would you guys generally prefer to work in a studio versus um, privately, or do you think that's, that would could change at some point?
1: Um, I would see myself going private, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just because, I mean, it, it, cause I, would, I would be more selective in, in terms of my students here. Mm-hmm. But also, you have to think about financing. like, you know, you have to get to a point where you can be selective in that. Also, you have to get to a point with, with your playing that you have people who are coming to you at a very high level, right? Mm-hmm. So it takes. I think it takes a lot of work to get to that point, and you're playing where you have other really good musicians coming to you for lessons. So I think it's just a matter of you know having to put that work in on the instrument, you know, and eventually hope, hope one day you can maybe build your own sort of platform. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think working privately is great. I work privately now. Um, I've got a few students, and it's not bad.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you, you get this impression that you are making more money right. than you would at the studio, yeah. but in reality, it's that that money that you make that extra mm-hmm. compared to the studio, it's going towards, you know, other feasible stuff because, you know, um, the, now the private lessons are at your house instead of the studio. So mm-hmm. that entire sum of money is going towards your electricity bill right. and or, or your gas bill if you're going to the student. Mm -hmm. Right versus when you're teaching at the studio, Mm -hmm. that money that's getting skimmed off of the top is going towards that teaching studio and the head of that studio. You know, they're also making profit versus you just making the entire sum. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I personally really enjoy substitute teaching because I'm constantly seeing new faces every week or so, Mm -hmm. and um, I get to teach new kids and I get to hear new pieces. And I get to see what other shitty teachers are that are out there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, I get to see whose job am I going to steal next? Ha (laughs) ha. But uh, I know it's it's it's, it's really true. Being a substitute teacher is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't you're never locked down. Mm -hmm. Like you know that next week I don't have to see these students. Right. So yeah, I get that, man. I think that the best week I had working was when I first went like the first week of seeing them. Yeah. Not all of them, obviously, but you know, just that like things happen and you know that that's so it's more fresh if we see new people with new pieces every week. Exactly. Yep. And then if they don't practice it's like, well we can just work on what you have. Exactly. I haven't heard you like wrong yeah. Substitute teaching is where it's at. I was booked five days in a row for substitute teaching one time. Hmm. No, wow. cool. it was just like this was perfect because I would do work. I was substituting at so many studios that my network was just that big. Now that it was just like when they needed someone, they could call on me and I would show up like on the day They'd call me at twelve and I'd be there at two thirty, Great mm-hmm. to do the entire day because mm-hmm. they knew I would come. I was mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I'm available. And if not, then I'm not. But majority of the time, I was available for substitute teaching.
0: Yeah, you sound like a great employee. Right? Thank you. <laughs> Um, so I know that we talked a little bit about this before we recorded, uh, but I know that you guys, uh, were interested in, uh, talking a little bit about, um, some, uh, nightmare teaching stories. So, um, any bad experience oh. with the students, some weird stories, uh, do you guys have anything you want to talk about?
1: Nick, <laughs> you heard any bad stories? I don't think, yeah, you know, I, had, I had a student try to attack me with a guitar at once. Jesus. Oh, I remember that, I had why yeah like, yeah, yeah. the halloween special edition right here this is yeah spooky. really this is so spooky, <laughs> this is spooky this shit was, this was pre this was pre-corona
0: <laughs> okay right? good
1: this, this was this was old nick see new nick would would have sent this kid
0: mm. acting
1: four months before this moment oh of course this was this was, <laughs> this was old nick
0: <laughs> this um, is unevolved nick
1: yeah i don't know i had, I had this kid who was just like I don't know. I don't know if he, he just didn't want to be there, or he wanted yeah. to be there and he didn't want to learn anything. But anyway, it just kind of escalated to one time where I—I I don't remember exactly what I said, but I, I was always really nice with him. I don't mm-hmm. think I ever yelled with him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But yeah, he—he he had this little toy guitar, this little like probably the size of—I don't know, like any like small Denver. If anyone knows what the Denver like. Ukuleles look like. Right. Sort of like a u- beginner ukulele, but it had six strings. Yes. And yeah, one day he decided to just swing it at me. Like, like basically, he, he went over his head like a club. <laughs> oh my God. And like, oh he hit goodness. me with it. But before he did, I noticed what he was doing and I sort of moved out of the way. And I kind of just really, I can't believe I didn't lose my cool, but I snapped on him with it, but not in a loud way. But yeah, that, that and also teaching. Like I thought I got some, like, experiences where you just, like, say a pianist is, uh, like, they're sick and it's an emergency and you have to teach a kid and they're really good. <laughs> so, like, you know, I'm not a, I can't play piano that good, like, I know a few things, but, if, and the kid's shredding, right?
3: And yeah. I'm just, I, I don't know what what to teach this kid I had a half hour and they're better than me So that's <laughs> another horror story though. If you have
1: to like sub for one of your uh, fellow teachers And the student is better at the instrument That you're subbing for then you are.
0: That's terrifying
1: and, Yeah but, uh, I mean uh, it's key right there we don't, uh, as substitute teachers, we never disclose what instruments you can or cannot play. We just show up and get paid. That's what we do. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, of course. I could play that box puke, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't want to right now, you know, because I have tendinitis, so.
3: know, tendinitis is the
1: go-to illness.
3: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. But
1: they don't care, too. Like, really good students, don't, they don't care that you don't know what you're doing. Mostly, yeah. the time. Mostly time. If anything, you just grill them on scale because everybody's always fat at scale.
0: Right. <laughs> exactly. yeah. uh, what about um, you, Natty? My, Do you have any stories?
1: Me? Yeah. My story, my okay. So um, I had a student who I was teaching for quite some time and um, he left the other guitar teacher, the main guitar teacher. He left the main guitar teacher because he just said that he was too goofy Oh, okay. Um, of course, he wants to more serious. So it's like, okay, cool. Goofy. We can be a little bit more serious. Mm. So I'm teaching him guitar, I and mean, he's doing all right. Yeah. Then he gets a phone for his Christmas present, and then he becomes the biggest shithead. Oof. Um, yeah, I don't know what happened. He just got a phone he became a big shithead.
2: Mm. But
1: then, like, I tried to like get on his good side because he had a phone, and I had a phone, and we had the same video game. Yeah. So we would take. Five minutes at the end of class to play the game together, so it's like something that you can look forward to. Right, we I mean, were gonna play Hangman anyway, so I was like, Why don't we just play the same game on their phone? Mm-hmm. We'll have fun, right? So that was, you know, that was going well. And then we had to do a final piece, and his dad insisted that he learned this piece, and he wanted to, so I was like, Okay, cool. There was a chord in the piece that he just couldn't get, mm-hmm. and there was a rhythm. And we just couldn't get the little. Mm-hmm. Then there was something else and we couldn't get that. And it was just like constantly him not being able to do the song. Okay, so I think it might be too hard. Let's try another song. Mm-hmm. The parents were like, no, this has to be better." I was like, no, he, he, he can't do it. It's just too hard. Like, he's not going home and practicing it correctly, even though I keep trying different methods. Mm-hmm. And the parents got upset with me. Mm. And then they switched him over to the other guitar teacher because they said that I wasn't good enough. And then the other guitar teacher was having the same problems, and then um, he ended up playing a recital. And the other other teacher got figured out the problem. It was like after several months of us collaborating and working together to make the situation work,
0: Mm -hmm. we
1: finally got him to play the chord right and play the rhythm right. And then he went up and he performed it, and it was just it was good. Awesome. So. Yeah. I I was personally really hoping that he didn't, you know, just shit all over the place. Right. There were other teachers in the studio that really did hope that he did shit all over himself. Yeah. Um but like yeah. I just forgot it would just like, make makes both me and the other teacher really, really bad. hmm If we can only let one kid down. So that was a nightmare for the kid. Um there's another one who just constantly calls everyone mom or dad and tries to hug everybody. This is post corona I think pre corona. E. Um, yeah, so he loves calling everybody mom and dad and trying to marry the teachers together.
0: What What age is this kid?
1: Trying to hug your legs. Um, I had one student who was really, really
0: racist. That was funny. Oh, um, man. He saw um,
1: a girl on my phone. I opened up Instagram. Mm-hmm. And he saw a girl on my phone. She was white. And he was like, is that your girlfriend? And I was like, yeah. And, and he was like... Your girlfriend, she's white. And I was like, What? It's like, Yeah, you're black And like, uh huh And I was like, my mama told me that only white people think they white people. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, Oh your mama told you that
0: <laughs> Oh Christ.
1: Kids in small towns, man
0: Yeah, oh I know that.
1: Funny, funny.
0: So did 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 this kid's mom ever meet you?
1: Oh yeah, she met me.
0: Oh yeah? Yeah. Any I, weird shit or no?
1: She's, she, she like, trailer park, is that what they call them? Yeah, yep. Yeah, she's, like, tra- trailer park white. Yeah. 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 I don't know what she was doing out in our town, but she she's a different breed of white. That,
0: mm. was really that is a different kind of white.
1: Yeah. I had to teach her older daughter one time, and the daughter switched out of my class. Mm-hmm. And it, the, the mother couldn't explain to the head of the, of the studio why they were switching out. hmm they were just like, yeah, we, we got we to gotta switch to a different time. <laughs> they were like, why? <laughs> and this was after the first lesson, after she met me. She was like, yeah, we just got to switch. I was <laughs> mm. like, okay, whatever. Mm. <laughs>
0: Jesus Christ. Oh, good so riddance. Then,
1: we, already, we already knew about her little brother, so we knew that the family was racist. <laughs> oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. not your loss. <laughs>
1: Pretty obvious. Yeah.
0: no, definitely
1: not my loss. No, not at all. Sorry. So uh, I think another scary thing is recital season. hmm because like the kids have to go up on like a mock stage and and not and play right so if they if they suck, then it looks really bad on you and even if you know you haven't your power is really like, you know yeah. so that's kind of scary. Oh, I bet for me, I mean, I don't always see it as like a complete representation of me because they they are children. Mm-hmm. usually it's like their first time going up there mm-hmm. you know and playing in front of an audience so they're already terrified yeah. and so they're going to mess up it's like it's inevitable all my students is messed up it's like it's bound to happen especially when they're that small mm-hmm. and they're not confident and they're playing a big ability Sometimes when you're that small, though you have that, like, dumb confidence, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So one of that means will be like, yeah, I'll do it. Like, I'm fine. Like, I have no problems playing this <laughs> Yeah, and yeah. sometimes like, they, they have the confidence. They, they still go up there, and they still mess up, too, right? But I mean, like, True. That's true. That's true. perfectly fine. Like, I'm totally fine with you messing up up there. I mean, it's perfectly human and totally understandable. And nobody in the audience is judging them or me as a teacher. No, mm-hmm. like, They're all just overjoyed. Them, Right? hmm even them, I think they're just excited to see their kids oh, up there performing in front of people like oh, these people nice for sure. They could just be playing Fortnite all day. <laughs> so, uh,
0: so, when when is recital season, and how do you guys prepare for that?
1: Christmas and Christmas, spring Maybe that it is really that a Spring and okay. flash summer, yeah,
0: about yeah. yeah. Like end yeah, of the school kind of year. Of the yeah.
1: Yeah. So how do you
0: guys prepare the kids um, for that, and do they choose the songs, or do you, or how does that work?
1: Oh, uh, it's kind of like a, a, you know, a co-op thing. We both have, mm-hmm. you know, they want to choose a song, and I'm like, it's way too hard. Yeah. Let's do something easier. Yeah. Then we find something that's easier, and it's usually a pop tune,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know? Right. Um, except during Christmas time. Then it's probably a Christmas tune, but I try to steer away from the Christmas tune. That because,
0: must be amazing you know, to hear those all day long.
1: Nobody wants to sit through four to five hours of Christmas songs. No it's not way. just, you know, one hour of mm-hmm. things that you have. You have to be there for the entire session, which is usually about five hours, because so it's like two different programs, because you have that many students. Jesus. And not all your students are showing up for the one, eight, one o'clock slot.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, so, try not to get them to play any Christmas soon at all.
0: Do you guys want to talk about what uh, projects you're working on? What uh, bands you're a part of? Ooh, like a little red carpet thing for us? <laughs> Sure. I mean, yeah, just kind of like, you know, plug yourself and plug uh, everything that you're doing right now.
1: Yes, yes, for sure. All right, yo, plug myself. You know what it is? It's always Natty Dredd. That's N-A-T-T-Y-D-R-E-D-D-D-D. <laughs> <laughs> follow me on IG. Um, that's the only place to really follow me. If you're gonna follow me on anything else, it's not uh-huh. worth your time. Uh-huh. Um,
0: and uh, what, um, what are you part videos.
1: of? What? you're interrupting my plug. Mm, okay, okay all right?
0: right, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: follow me on the ground. Um, you know, slide into my DMs if you're single. Mm-hmm. Um, slide into my DMs if you want to collaborate. You know, it's all good. I accept them either way. Um, me and my boy, Nick, who's on the podcast right now, we are working on a duo album that's to come out. It's going to be a lot of contemporary um, jazz-influenced songs, so if you're into that, then no, stream it. If you're not into it, stream it with zero volume at nighttime. That would be you lot sleep. Uh That's about it for me, I mean... Yeah, what is that? music? What is, what is, what is right? to even, funny. Jeez, man, you don't even have to plug yourself. This guy's cool. I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. My name is Nick. I mean, <laughs> <it's> like, <laughs> you know, he rolled up his parchment. That was incredible. <laughs> 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 roll up, <laughs> roll up the parchment. Oh man, yeah, you can just follow me on Instagram, Nick Rose. Um, yeah, like Maddie said, we're working on this album, um, a contemporary music stuff that is kicking our butts. Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah it's just music is mm-hmm. very much the goal of this album is to, to make a music that is gonna push us to a level of playing together as musicians but also just increasing hopefully our level of musicianship and try to you know get over to another another boundary in our playing and it's, it's been a, it's a lot of fun I'm actually exactly quite looking forward to to doing it so yeah mm-hmm. the recording process is gonna be wild I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to that too. That's exciting. Uh Natty, did you want to plug life?
1: Hell yeah, I want to plug life. <laughs> oh my gosh. Thanks for reminding me. Yeah, um, no problem. Life in the tribe. Um they are a fantastic R and D band. They've got a bunch of originals up now. Their E P is I Show. That's E Y E dash S H A. Um, it's on Spotify. It's on the other live streaming platforms that nobody else really uses. Go stream it on Spotify. A fantastic R and B album. Uh, come to our shows when we start having our shows. Yeah. DM us. Talk to us. If you want to join the band, you can try to as well. <laughs>
0: our auditions <laughs> open.
1: We only have someone else. Aisha is our is our band leader and our fearless. Um, warrior woman, mm-hmm. um, she is fantastic. She's doing the most. We are on the uh, the works of releasing uh, something special up in Ooh. the new year. Okay, so um, look out for that, people of the universe, because mm-hmm. it's gonna blow your mind. Um, that's about it. Huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we just great, we all around fantastic, yeah. It's me. Me, I'm on keys. Aisha's on vocals. We got Jaden Houghton on drums. Um, and then we have Jason Osorio on guitar. And um, right now we have Nathaniel Pollard's left hand playing bass.
0: Wow, multi talented. <laughs> 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 so a
1: lineup. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a crazy lineup. We're, we're, we're nuts
0: with it. We're mm-hmm. nuts with mm-hmm. it. Well, that's so. Fucking exciting. I'm really looking forward to you guys releasing new stuff. And um yeah, thanks so much for jumping on here with me and uh trying out this experiment.
1: Oh, yeah, thank you for having me. Thank yeah. you for having us. It's been a it's been a pleasure.
0: Yeah, thank you. Um uh, I guess I'll have to plug myself as well. Um Ooh. so you guys can go follow my Instagram at uh, Sarah's Hotspot. Most of you probably know me through there anyways, but just in case, um, then you can go find me on there and uh keep up to date on all the shit that's going on. Of course, whenever these guys release new stuff, I'll be plugging it on there. Um so yeah, thank you so much for listening to um the first episode of Hot Shots. Um this mm. is yeah, this is very new for me, very new for all of us. And um, it's, for now, going to be a monthly podcast, um, just to make sure that, um, you know, I'm not overwhelming everyone with anything, um, and to keep, you know, other That's things in my life going. And, uh, yeah, I think this is about it. Thanks so much for joining. Do you guys want to say anything to uh, to end it?
1: Yeah, Sarah, thank you for being, um, you know, not only for having us on, but for, I think, being... Such an influence for Hamilton musicians. Mm-hmm. Like all you're doing with your Instagram lives, you're featuring so many Hamilton artists, and you're dedicating a lot of your time. And it, it's like it's so appreciated because I'm. Um, I, I know there's not many people who are doing that. So oh. yeah, giving artists and musicians a platform to uh, share their their music. You mm-hmm. oh. should be doing the most out here when nobody's doing any So, <laughs> Um, well, thank you're you. The platform, and you're giving Hamilton a platform, so um, yeah. we appreciate you.
0: Well, thank that. you so much,
1: and we wish you the best. Thank <laughs> I you. Know. I and wish love and happiness.
0: <laughs> <laughs> <Boom>. I wish <laughs> like all of candy. you the same, and um, I, Happy. you know, I've been enjoying what I'm doing, so I'm glad that it's uh, it's appreciated. So- Awesome. Well, thank you so much for all the kind words and for uh, joining me tonight. I guess this is uh, see you later, everyone. Bye bye.
1: What's up? Bye bye.